Imagine living wildly, authentically, and unapologetically you. Look, we've all experienced something in our life that has brought us down in one way or another. It's time to break free from those past constraints, to bloom and flourish in all the places we've been told we can't. Welcome to the Wild Hearts Podcast. I'm Jess. And I'm Laura. We're two best friends with a mission to empower women through the lens of a growth mindset. You already hold all the answers inside you. We're just here to remind you of the strength you already possess by sharing our opinions, telling our stories, interviewing experts, and advocating for mental health along the way. So let's Let's get started. What season is it? My favorite season. Soup season! (laughs) Fall is upon us! We love soup around here. We love fall. Yeah, big fall lovers. Yeah. Mostly for pumpkins and scarves. I love an apple. And the cinnamon. And the cinnamon candles. Yeah, like Like, the smell of fall I'm really into. I'm there for it, bro. And, uh, yeah, just kind of the whole thing. I love the back-to-school season. I love... Thanksgiving, which is probably my favorite season. See, I'm more of a Christmas gal, but I do love knowing when fall starts. I mean, Christmas is next to come, you know? Well, Halloween. Well, you know what? Yeah, that is true. But, like, I call fall and Halloween, like, the same thing. Okay, sure. Like, spooky spooky season. season. It's it's a vibe, right? Yeah. The leaves start to change. I start to become darker on the inside. You know, I just, (laughs) my whole spooky season comes out. I want to watch horror movies. (laughs) I never want to watch what? No. Oh, I want to watch all the horror genre, all the like murder mysteries. Oh, bro, I'm into it. Yeah, I'm not because I'll never sleep and I'll be like too scared about like a, leaving my house. Really fascinating. Anyways, big also, thing, pie. <laughs> we love pie. Love pie. I also really love the fashion. I yes. think it's the big thing because like yeah. especially where we live, summers are hot. Too trapped. Very <laughs> And real sweaty. You know, I just get real yeah. sweaty in the summer. And I then know. I just love that, how fall, I'm not as sweaty. Yeah, I like how the temperature changes and it's a little bit cooler and then it's acceptable to wear pants. Yeah, I love pants. Sweaters. Yeah, scars. the layers. Really when I can cover more of my body. Interesting observation. Yes, and this is what I was thinking about the okay, other day. Tell like, me. Because a lot of people, I think, really love fall. And I do wonder if it's because of that fashion piece. But because, like, to me, fall clothing is the most comfortable clothing. And would you, like, fall and winter? But, like, winter, it's too cold? Is that why you just Yeah, I think it is. Like, winter, I just don't ever want to leave my house. And then I get into, like, this seasonal depression. Like, cocooning. Yes. Yeah. Definitely hybrid. Totally get that. Um, but yes, I would agree with you. I really like, well, I love a sweater. I love having a sweater. I feel like it's a security thing. Like, you yeah. never know when the weather's going to change. Better bring a sweater. I don't know. Yeah, I just, I remember as a kid, I liked summer because I wasn't in school, but I was so uncomfortable with my body back then. Fascinating. Which is so dumb because when I look back. Ugh, that is, <laughs> isn't that the worst? And I'm like, oh. When I was super skinny and super good looking, I had no self confidence. Mm-hmm. I hated my body. Right. I never wanted to wear shorts and like swimsuits. So then when fall came, it was like new clothes and I was more fully covered and that made me feel more comfortable. Interesting. 
and now I just care less about the body image stuff. I, I still care about it, but it's less of a thing for me. Right. I think for me, same kind of thing. Like, I yeah. I never loved wearing shorts. I always thought same thing. Like, looking at pictures and you go back and you're like, oh, I thought I was so ugly in this picture. But it was, like, I was looking so great. And I yeah. hate that. I hate that, like, disconnect between not appreciating who I was then. Like, I find that yeah. I get almost mad at myself because I feel like, why couldn't I love myself better then? Because it has nothing, it really, loving yourself, I think, has nothing to do with how you look. No, and, and we've said that before. Like, and your that weight, is like, what you look like is literally the least interesting part about you as for a person. Sure. I think so. But I think, like, the time and age where we grew up, yeah, 90s weren't great for body positivity, you know? No. It you really know? was not. And I could really deep dive into that, but I'm working we really... really hard on staying on track okay, for this episode. On, but, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, what we were seeing and shown in the media and wherever was, like, this perfect body shape and style, mm-hmm. which was unattainable for, like, 98 0.9% of the population. Yeah, for sure. Right? So then when you would compare yourself, and we kind of talked about this in our comparison episode, but, like, you just felt shitty about yourself. And I think, but that, I think that's how the beauty industry works, Absolutely. right? They, they make you feel like you don't belong, so you have to purchase this thing to feel better about yourself. Like, that's... Exactly. Isn't that, like, economics 101? Yeah. Like, make a need and then fill the need. Yeah. So... And I, but I totally get that. And I think from a young age, you don't notice that. You don't know no. that. Cause, and I remember my parents would say that to me. Like, oh, advertising agencies, just wait for you to come along. Because I would believe anything in an ad. Like, I'd see an oh, ad yeah. and I'd be like, I want that. Yeah, you, you know? Like, yeah. It. yeah. But it's so fascinating when you're, like, on the other side. And you yeah. realize it actually means nothing. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> So, but I just remember, like, back then, having very little self-confidence or, like, sense of self-worth. Right. And then when fall would come along, I really, yeah, I would just... It was safe I felt, yeah, it felt safe for me, and mm-hmm. it felt, like, mm-hmm. that was a time where I felt very confident in, like, right. how I looked, and I don't know, again, with the layers of clothing that you can wear <laughs> in fall, it yeah. was just, like... I could, I felt like I could hide my body better, mm. which is really fucking stupid, but it is so what it is. So, you, you're talking more like as a teenager, right? Young adult. Yeah, even probably like college and stuff Yeah, like so that. what changed for you that would change that thought process of like, well, I mean, obviously we still like fall, but I think both of us are trying a lot harder and a lot more conscious about how we feel about our bodies, how we're projecting about ourselves, um, and what that looks like. So what changed for you from going from like, ooh, I hate myself to actually I'm pretty dope and my body's a friggin' rock star and I have a great meat sack that holds my soul, you know, <laughs> as I like to call my body. <laughs> I love everything you just said. <laughs> like, so what changed? Ah, uh, kids. 100%. So your kids. kids, yeah. Yeah, my kids. Like, you getting pregnant and, like, growing a person for the first time yeah, really changed things for me. Right. Because it was kind of like, 
oh, holy shit, I'm creating life. <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of a miracle worker. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then when you have kids or you're around a lot of kids, I think it's natural that you start thinking about, like, your own childhood and things like that. And, yeah, I was just really trying to come up with, like, where did this thought process come mm-hmm. from? Like, where did it originate mm-hmm. where, like, I don't like my body or I'm not happy with myself and how do I stop that from being passed on to my kids right right like Mm -hmm. I knew we were having a girl and I was like well I don't want her to grow up feeling how I felt and I mean I can't control that she's gonna have her own experiences but that was a big thing for me and to me it was like the only way I can teach her to love herself and her body is for me to model that behavior. Right, it has to be a modeled thing. She has to see it to believe it. Exactly. So it just started to become habit for me where I stopped talking about weight or size of people mm. and I had to just start loving myself. Like yeah. it just came to the point The other of, option is not acceptable anymore. If I continue saying these negative things about myself... She will see that and Mm -hmm. then do the same thing. Mm -hmm. So the only other option is to stop that negative self-talk and fucking realize how great I am. Yeah. And are there comments in my house about my size? Of course there is sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, they're not blind. But, you know, oh, mommy, you have such a big tummy. Yeah. Isn't it awesome? Mm -hmm. Like, you know why it's so big? Because I grew you I grew your brother. I grew to your sisters at the same time. Yeah, like a lot of happenings has gone on. In a short amount of time, I grew four people. Right. And that's great. And how great Mm -hmm. is it that we're all different sizes and that nobody looks the same? And, you know, maybe I don't look like this person or I don't look like that person, but I'm still very strong and our bodies are capable of amazing things. And so... Mm -hmm. Those are just the conversations that we have in our house. Right. But, yeah, so I guess that would be the biggest game changer. Mm. Just, there was no other option anymore yeah. once kids entered the game. Right. How about for you? I think very similar was kids, but not my own. Um, I don't have any of my own yet, for those that don't know, but um, I'm a very involved auntie, I like oh. to say. Like, <laughs> I really enjoy the auntie role. Um, and from when I first got together with Troy, we were, we were very soon uncle and auntie, um, right off the hop. And that was fun, but it wasn't really until I think my brother had a daughter. And then I was really aware of like how special being an auntie is and how you are like a role model, even though you're not their parent, you're one of their closest female role models. So like they're going to notice what you do. And I think for me, it was the same thing. I just hated myself so vehemently that I would just hate looking at old pictures and then remembering how much I hated myself. And actually, one of the times, it was actually right after we got engaged, and there's like this picture, and I just hate myself in this picture. And I just kept thinking, like, I don't want to look at all these pictures throughout my life and just hate myself. Like, like, Why? what a waste of a life. Well, exactly. Like, and for who? Yeah. Who's who? benefiting Ex- from you hating yourself? Exactly. So, I was just, same thing. I was very aware then of, like, this toxic cycle I was running in my head about who I was or what I looked like or how I came across. 
And same thing, it just became the only other option. Like, you detest yourself, but you want to be a good role model. You have to love yourself. You fucking have to. Like, and so I just found that very relieving once I did that. And, I mean, it's still difficult because I think we all have those. It's so ingrained into you from childhood, but... Like, for me, a big thing, even for the wedding, I didn't want to be a certain size. I just wanted to be confident and a fucking knockout. Like, that was my only... Which you were, by the way. (laughs) I just want to add that in. But, like, um, I I didn't want to care about, like, the dress size or anything like that. I want to focus on being healthy, on being capable, on being strong, those kind of things. So it became less about how do I look versus how do I feel. Yeah. And... I just feel like a life without bread and pasta is not for me. <laughs> so like, I'm not going to be cutting those out of my <laughs> life. So there's got to be a happy medium. So, I mean, obviously I don't have it figured out yet, but I definitely have seen it. It's the kids. They just, they change you. Because it's the hope for that generation, right? right. Like I think. That's a good point. Right? Like I think when you have kids or you're around kids or whatever, like, my goal as a parent is to have my kids be better than me. Agree. That's, and that's my goal as, like, want, a support is yeah. to make sure they're better people. Yeah, I don't want them to repeat the things I've done. I don't want them to live out some fantasy life that I wish I would have had. Mm-hmm. I want them to literally be better than me in every aspect mm-hmm. Of life. <laughs> you know, not mm-hmm. that I think I'm terrible, but I just think no, that's but... how we evolve as a species. And I just think if you want, you want to be a positive role model. I just, and I mean, I'm not a positive role model in all aspects, but I wanted it to be something I just didn't want to hate myself in mm-hmm. pictures anymore. Honestly, I didn't want to go through a picture book and detest how I looked for some unknown fictitious reason I had made up. And they don't see that. No, they don't, but... Like, when they see mm-hmm. you or they see a picture of you, what they think is, oh, my aunt is the prettiest woman I've exactly. ever seen. Or my mom is the most beautiful woman in the entire world. Because you're their first... Love, yeah, really? like And why exactly. would I tell them they're wrong? <laughs> they're not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dope as hell. That's great. And so are they, right? Right. Because when you start, I, I believe that... Like, when they're looking at you and they think the world of Mm -hmm. you, and they came from you. Right. And so when they hear you talking shitty about yourself, what do you think they're doing? They're then, okay, well, my mom's right about all the things she's saying, like, so... You're the authority, so you must (laughs) be the authority on this. Exactly. It's definitely mixed messaging. So, to me, it was just, yeah. I can't be like that. There, yeah, just it's not, not an, option. an option. And just back to what we were kind of saying earlier, like when you're so down on yourself about <sighs> that, the people that are benefiting from you living in that thought process constantly is all these businesses that are profiting from you, like makeup companies mm-hmm. and clothing companies and... Really fucking any 
consumable wellness or health products yeah. or beauty products. And I'm not here to trash any of those. Oh, no, no, no. I, oh, no, I, I didn't mean yeah. that. Oh, God. No, I know. Yeah, okay. Like, I do really love getting my makeup done. <laughs> yes. But I don't do them for anybody other than myself. And I think that's, that's the, the switch, now. though, right? Yes. So, like, I do enjoy wearing makeup to work. I've always worn makeup to work. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it as part of, like, my getting ready in the day. But there are some days when I don't wear makeup. And I refuse to provide an explanation for that. Yeah. Because I shouldn't have to, right? It is of no one else's business. But even when I, and like this may seem stupid, but even when I was a mechanic, I wore mascara every day. Like I just, I don't know, I I dig mascara. Same, big fan. Big, big fan. You know, so there are things, I'm not saying everything is horrible, but I just think when you hate yourself, on like a very core level, you hate everything about yourself. Wherever that comes from, there are people that are benefiting from that and you are not one of them. Exactly. You know? and, that's, and that once you realize that cycle, I also love the idea, and we talked about this in the comparison episode, but it's something that is, since we said that, it's really stuck with me, is that how much of it is an act of a rebellion to love yourself mm-hmm. so vehemently in a world that is continuously trying to find flaws in things that you can't control, too, like it, like the way you look or things like that. So, Yeah, it is really interesting. And, I mean, to me, the whole beauty standard of, like, what a perfect woman should look like is centered around what a like prepubescent child yeah, that's is. like a really good point that I've also been <laughs> noticing is like mm. so you want women to have no hair to not have any curves and by no hair I mean like on your body other than your head and like right eyebrows. yes like body hair yeah like pubes get Yeah. Not curvy, like Mm -hmm. no stretch mark, none of this. Like the only people that naturally look like that are girls who have not had puberty. Puberty. Yeah, and that's a problem. That's (laughs) predatorial behavior, which I'm not into. No, 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 no. No, I, yeah, and that's a very good point. Like what is, and I think what's interesting too, like you could look at beauty standards all over the globe, Mm. which obviously are different in different parts, but that idea of like this flawless skin or this you know things like that it's just not realistic like women are people and we have scars and you have stretch marks and it could be from kids it could be from depression it could be from binge eating it could be from like you and just, it doesn't fucking matter no. but like, the thing is i think you need to like have a perspective of like what your body's actually gone through and it's fucking 30 years 25 years 18 years however old you are, the things that you've actually accomplished. I really think people get lost in that and forget that, like, you're an organism like any other organism, like any other animal. Like, Mm -hmm. you're not going to stay the same forever, you know? And you don't want to. No, I don't want to. No. So, yeah. The beauty standards thing is weird, though. I know. But I do think it is starting to shift because more women are working in those industries yes. now. Whereas I think about like our parents' like generation the when they were growing up, who was managing all that? Like who was in charge of advertising? <laughs> men, primarily. <laughs> I mean, Mad Men. You watch that show, <laughs> you know what's happening in advertising. <laughs> but, but yes. I think, 
I mean, when you're looking at that kind of stuff, it doesn't just happen overnight where suddenly you wake up and you don't hate yourself. It really <laughs> comes from, like, prioritizing your mental health and deconstructing those thought patterns. So... For sure, yes. Right? And it's internal work. It's You're yeah. right. You don't just journal about it one day and wake up and you're like, peace, I love myself. Exactly. And, I mean, if you want to... If you feel in your body, you don't feel that good and you think losing some weight would help, mm-hmm. great. I'm not here to tell you not to do oh, that. Yeah. But I just think that first step on that journey is going to be a mental health journey. And I think that's a very good point. And I've talked to a few other people about that, especially when it talks about like losing weight or working out. Like I'm a huge proponent of working out. I think... Mm-hmm. Even if you're not working out to lose weight, you can you should be working out for your heart health, for your mental health. Like yes. it is literally the best thing you can do for yourself. I cannot tell me otherwise. But <laughs> like I think why you're working out has you have to make that distinction in your own mind. And so if it is to lose weight and you have to be smart about how you're doing it. Mm-hmm. So Um, I think another part of it that we don't think of too much about, especially as women, is like hormonal balancing when we're talking about like exercise and stuff like that and how in different times of your cycle, you may have more energy than other times in your cycle and and honoring that and it's okay to not work out every single day for two hours if that doesn't serve you, right? Yeah, and like not everybody's routine is going to work for everyone else, like I don't know. That could be a whole other episode just talking about that. But I just think be easy on yourself. Well, that's what I mean. (laughs) Like you've been through so much, and think about like really think about why you're doing things. So like, be intentional. Are you working out every day and only eating water and only eating a piece of lettuce because you have to waste one hundred pounds? Yeah. And be a size zero, or else you are worth nothing. I remember being a size five. And being mad at myself for not being a size zero. I know. Like, let that sink in. And I was, like, 13. Yeah. Like, that is so fucked. I remember, I think I told you this story a while ago, but our listeners won't know it. But I remember clear as day the moment I realized I was a really fat person. Hmm. And that was, I was shopping in, like, some department store somewhere. (laughs) But I was probably, yeah, it was, like teenager like maybe I wasn't driving yet so I don't know 13 14 14, yeah shopping for some jeans thought I was I was probably size six size eight Mm -hmm. and this gorgeous woman comes by with her boyfriend and I was kind of eavesdropping on them I guess and she had made a comment how they didn't have any more like size double zeros and she made a comment about like Oh, God, a size 8? Kill me if I ever get that fat. Oh, And I was like, oh, so that's the size I am, and I guess I'm fat, ugly piece of shit. Like, well, and imagine that it took one stranger to mention that, right? that you changed your whole perspective on who you were. Like, isn't that ridiculous? Yeah, bro. But it's that's how the mind works. I know, it doesn't make any sense. No, but, but it's... And, like, that's what happens when you're... But I also think what's interesting now in, like, my friend group is people are really focusing on what makes them feel good, right? Like, so many people I know are, like, 
Sure, purging closets. You know what? This doesn't fit me. I'm not hanging on to it anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm getting rid of it. I'm going to the store. I'm buying jeans because they're comfortable and I feel good in them and fuck what size they are. That's what was me this summer. This is the first summer I bought jeans and didn't look, or bought shorts, jean shorts, didn't look at the tag. Didn't give a shit. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Clothes are literally meant to fit our bodies. We are not meant to make ourselves smaller or bigger to fit clothes. And I'm not saying be unhealthy. Like, don't get... Like, I think we also need to make a distinction between, like, unhealthy behaviors that are causing weight gain and then healthy behaviors. And we are specifically talking about you're a pretty healthy person and mm. things like that. I mean... I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, if talk to your doctor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, again, not right. medical professionals yeah. over here, just a couple of gals spewing our opinions everywhere. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. But... Yeah, like, talk to your doctor, but I think the biggest thing is, like, just don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah. Like, you're... You've been through whatever your life has been through. Everyone's You're done here, something. You've gotten to this yeah. point, and what carried you through was your body. Your meat sack. Have a little appreciation. Just love it. Just it. love it a little more. And if you need some ideas on how to do that, listen to our self care episode. Because we love to talk about that, <laughs> too. <laughs> oh, Matt, I love that. But, anyways, I think the point that we're trying to make is just. The important thing is that you're feeling good with yourself, who you are, what your journey has been, and you're not waking up every day feeling miserable about who you are and what you look like because life is just way too short to be spending your time hating hating yourself or hating the way you look. Like I just, just, and you know what? Also though, no shame if you want, if you really feel uncomfortable with something about yourself and you go get some work done like I don't care about that like but but love yourself through it and like you're doing it for you not to please somebody else I think that's the biggest thing it's like I love to go get a facial and like get my eyebrows done yeah I'm like I love to hit my eyelashes when I have some disposable. I would wear lash extensions every day for the rest of my life if I could. Sure. Because I feel like a goddess. Getting your nails done. Getting injured. Like, yeah. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. We're not here to judge or anything. But do it because you like it. Yeah. And And you enjoy it. And if you don't like it, that's good too. And don't judge other people for Mm. what they're doing. Like, I'm so sick of the judgments. Focus on yourself, get yourself happy, get yourself healthy, yeah. and just live your best life. Live your best time. Like, exactly. just do what makes you happy without hurting anybody else. And hopefully part of what makes you happy is tuning into this podcast. We'd love that if that was the case. <laughs> um, so thanks for tuning in, Yeah, guys. thanks for coming by. We really appreciate that, and we hope that... As fall is starting to get really ramped up here, things are going well for you. Send new us some routines. great soup recipes if yes. you got them. I think we start a new hashtag, like soup season or something. Yeah, it's um, probably a thing, but whatever. Anyways, guys, thanks again so much for tuning in. Have a great fall. Have an awesome back to school season, and we'll catch you on the flip side. The old flippity flop. Remember to let your heart run wild. <laughs>